Welcome to The Things We Say. I'm Sheldon. And I'm Nate. This is a topical podcast where the topics are chosen at random. Sometimes they will be profound, and sometimes they will be stupid. But no matter what, we have a lot to say about them. We are known for the things we do. We become the things we think. We live the things we believe. These are the things we say. Well, hey, everybody, nobody's logged on yet, so uh, we'll kind of hold off here a little bit. But either way, uh, welcome to The Things We Say. Uh, I'm Nate. And I'm Sheldon. And you're getting the first ever view of what it actually looks like for us to record The Things We Say. Um, yeah, it's impressive, isn't it? So what we've done so far is just invite a lot of people to come and join us mm-hmm. and see what our listeners want us to talk about. Um, we don't have, we've just sat down and kind of recapped our weeks before you guys got here. So I don't have anything groundbreaking really to share. No, neither we're do kind I. of going to leave that up to you guys as hey, Caitlin. those topics. And so. just so you all know, we'll just go on first name basis here since this is going to be submitted to the, the real podcast after this. And we won't, we won't call anybody out. First and last name. It'll be on the Facebook page if people on, that are listening to us on iTunes or Stitcher or SoundCloud yeah. or something like that. They want to see right. all the comments. You can go to the Facebook live feed and you can see it in real time. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, um, we've we've been hearing a lot of good feedback from people that have been listening. It For me, it's kind of a surreal experience to be talking to somebody and they're like, oh, I listened to your podcast. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> or thank you. Um, my, my, the thing how I've, do you react? To I've, I've actually been surprised at the people who listen and the people who don't. Like there are people who I was sure, you know, would listen yeah. to us doing this podcast and then they haven't. And then yes. there are others that I barely even know. I'm like, really? You listen to our podcast? Yeah. Well, okay. So yeah, that part's kind of interesting. Hi, Lisa. Lisa's here. Yes. My dad's not in yet. He no. hasn't found it. I know. I feel like we I feel like there's certain people we know are gonna be here that we have to we're like obligated to wait for. <laughs> Which I don't really think that's true. But, but they will go back and watch it too. Yes, of course. Yeah. Of course. So oh, we're still kind of waiting for people to get rolling. We do have a, a bell here. Yes. Um, so if anything gets rolling along too long and we can't stand listening to any more of that topic, we're just gonna ding that one out and go on to another one. Um, but this is a topical podcast. Usually we just choose them at random from the, uh, from a notes thing in my phone and or just the random reaches of our brain. The if random, something grabs us at the moment. Yes, that's true. <laughs> Kayla's on. Hi, Kayla. There hey we go. lady. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a lot of exclamation points. Oh wait, no, that's a lot of eyes. Hi. I think that's what it would be like. And that's how you pronounce it. She's going to be so mad that I just chose that as my voice to, to mimic her. No, it's okay. Hi. It's Hi. just fine. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, we can get started right now. I mean, we there's, can get there's started enough people on here. So yes. uh, you guys got to throw us a topic because otherwise we don't have anything to talk about. And we'll just I didn't come in here with topics. I did, no. however, come in here in shorts because it's 73 in it Ohio in February. And yeah. that is a glorious thing. And yet it's going to be down to like. There'll be a low of 32 today, which I don't know if it's happened already or if it's going to happen later tonight. I don't know. But yeah, that's pretty impressive. So uh, 
Yeah. So the one thing that did come to a resolution, me and Nate had an argument about the Cavs, and I told him in January that this Cavs team is not making the finals in yes. any way, shape, or and, form, and, and I was correct. Well, but see, here's the thing. Since you're bringing that up, let's talk about that. When I think of the we'll team... We'll get to Kayla's in yeah, just a moment. When I think of the team... I, I, this actually goes with Kayla's a little bit. When I think of the team, I think of the the name on the jersey. Like that is the team. You don't think of LeBron because he is no. the team. No, because even when even when LeBron left, like I went to more Cavs games after LeBron left. Like I am a Cavs fan. I, I think LeBron is amazing. You're a true believer, and That's I love good. that he came back. But I didn't really root for him in Miami. I always rooted for him to lose. I wanted him to have great stats, great games, and I wanted the Heat to lose. I like LeBron. I love the Cavs, and that yeah. will forever be the same. Okay. Uh, same is true of the Indians, and I guess the Browns. I, I don't like... I'm not like a diehard Browns fan, but if I have to watch football, I'll punish myself with the Browns. How about that? Which I know yeah. you're completely the opposite of that in every way. 49ers. 49ers. Okay. Jimmy G. So here we go. We're going to start with Kayla's. We're going to start with pet peeves. Pet peeves. All right. And I'm going to let you go first because I just rambled and now I got to get my okay. brain right. My biggest pet peeve on any podcast or any radio show is the phrase shoving something down our throats. <laughs> I despise that phrase. If I could remove one phrase from the English language, it would not be your top five swear words. It would be that phrase, shoving anything down anyone's throat. Okay. We do not need to say it. Just stop already. <laughs> we got it. I, I don't I don't want to hear it. I don't want to talk about it. I don't like the image. Like all of a sudden I just feel like I'm gonna gag because that's that and made me throw up in my mouth a little bit. Those two phrases are very popular and I hate <laughs> them both. I, I cannot focus on anything else the person is saying. I will probably change the channel for fear they're gonna say it again. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, it's All pet right. peeve. Pet peeves. Um, okay, so if we're talking about I'll do one of those and then one personal. So one that's like a, a general pet peeve of like entertainment. I hate guest hosts of radio shows. So like if I'm listening to talk radio, Aww. if I'm listening to Triv, oh, or if I'm listening to Rush or whatever, okay. like, I want to hear that person. That's why I'm tuning in. Ooh. I don't care. I don't care how good somebody else is that fills in for them. It's like this is not your show. But who's and that British work. guy that fills in for Rush? He's, yeah, I he's love great. Him. I love he's uh, Mark, Mark Stein. Is it Mark Stein? Stein? Yeah, he's, he's awesome. He's awesome, no doubt. But it just there's no greater disappointment than turning on the radio and thinking you're going to hear something or someone and it's not them. And they're like, oh, yeah. they're on vacation or they're out this week. And I'm like, oh. And then I stick around and listen, but it's just not the same. Yeah. It's not the same at all. Um, I also, um, one of my pet peeves is anything other than original Skittles or sour Skittles. Oh, like tropical, like tropical Skittles, Skittles and like all these weird flavors. You know what's really terrible is what they've done to green Skittles. Green oh, Skittles. Can we that's talk really, about really that? Sad. Oh, can we talk? About, yes, they used to be lime, which was just the greatest flavor. Oh, Lisa, just to quickly clarify, you can ask about anything. You can bring up any topic, and it's fine. <laughs> yes, and we will we will talk about we it. We will talk about um, it. We will get to it, even if it scrolls past. Yeah, we've seen we'll it, see them, and we'll we're see gonna them. we're gonna try and get to it. So yeah. Any flavor other than original Skittles and sour Skittles should not exist. They are abominations. Yeah. I call them disappointment Skittles. Oh, yes. Yeah. 
They so, are a disappointment. There it is. There Round it is. one. Pet All peeves, right. gone. Fingernails right. on a chalkboard was another one I was going to bring up, Ooh, but we're yeah. gone. Yeah, that's, we're done. That's done. All right, so Lisa Madigan asked us the ever-popular and <laughs> yes. question that will get us because in trouble. Because what, what you should ask to <laughs> guys in a Nazarene church is what Christians think of alcohol. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, I... <laughs> Okay, so let's. I'm let's, gonna. I'm gonna say this. We did. We did record a podcast. We did. It may never it see may the, never light, see of the day, light of day. But we went on for a good half hour, forty minutes on this. Yeah. And I felt like we did a good job. We did. But, but we're we're both kind of at the place in our spiritual development where we feel like coming down real hard on one side or the other, or even making our personal feelings clear. Right. Might do more to confuse. The big, the bigger picture, right, of what we're about, right. And again, that that subject is is tough because you can always have somebody point back to you and say, "Well, Sheldon said it was okay, so I'm going to do it," or Nate said it was okay, so I'm going to do it. Yeah. So and, that's where it gets and sticky. On the other side, if we come down and say, "Absolutely not for any reason," just because that's what we're supposed yeah. to say, then you'd be wondering. Are they just supposed to say that? Right. Is that what they really so, believe? So. so honestly, this part has not been about that. We're going to actually talk about it now because this is us talking about talking about it. So we this need to just... This is us talking about it, yeah. but I wasn't sure if you wanted to go I, right I into think, it or not. I think if she asks the question, we have to answer it. <laughs> I think we have to. Okay. So let's just do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but how do you how do you cover the complexities here? I no, feel like I, I think, it almost needs the okay, half hour. But let's but let's look at her. Her question was: Do you what do you guys think of Christians and alcohol cons- consumption, and if it's permittable? And if it's permittable, yeah. Now here's here's the thing. <laughs> well, <laughs> I I have. I'm a big believer in. We're actually doing a series by Andy Stanley right now called called Guardrails, and so I'm a big believer in guardrails well before the fact. Of something becoming an issue in every sense. So, is it sin to drink alcohol? No. No, it is not. Because Jesus did not sin. Jesus, yeah, Jesus did not sin, and he did consume alcohol. Culturally, things were very different then. Even the way alcohol was consumed was very different in terms of, like, water to wine ratio. Um, But, nonetheless, Jesus did drink alcohol, and Sheldon always brings up a very good point about this. There's two there's two passages that I would point to as the proof text for Christians and alcohol. Um, one is that when Jesus is speaking, he says, John the Baptist came not eating and not drinking, and you called you said he has a demon. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and you said he is a glutton and a drunkard. We know that John the Baptist did not have a demon. We know that Jesus was not a glutton and a drunkard. But the reason they were able to say that John the Baptist was not eating and not drinking is because he had taken a Nazarite vow. Right. So he literally did not drink alcohol. He drank water. He didn't drink alcohol. Right. He, he drank probably other things, but not alcohol, specifically not any fruit of the vine. Yeah. So we know that Jesus did drink in the presence of sinners, and it got him in trouble with a lot of religious people. Mm-hmm. And they called him a glutton and a drunkard. And we know he wasn't. So that's the thing. Um, the other thing, the other proof text is at the, the wedding in Cana, Jesus shows up and the, the guy that was running the wedding at the end, he says, you, most, most uh, hosts will bring out the best wine first. And then when the guests have had too much to drink, then they bring out the lesser wine, basically, mm-hmm. but you have saved the best for last. And I like to point out to the people that argue that Jesus's wine was not alcoholic. People 
could not tell the difference in the wine because right. they were at least a little bit inebriated yeah. in the length of the party that they were talking about at a wedding. Are we saying that Jesus consumed it to that point? Never. No. But what I'm saying is that there were people at the wedding getting right, getting drunk, and the type of wine that they were getting drunk on was the stuff that Jesus showed up with later. Yeah. We know that that stuff has a potential danger wherever you set your guardrail is good is is probably a good idea to put a guardrail somewhere along that spectrum and 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 also to that point is that the bible is very clear about drunkenness i mean crystal clear yeah you know that we are not uh to to even be drunk i mean let alone anything else living in that lifestyle so that's absolutely Without a question, that is definitely said. So if you're hearing an endorsement here for something None. beyond your guardrail, Nothing. you've missed the point yeah. entirely. Yeah. And 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 so yeah, that's that. I mean, you you can't argue it. It just is what it is. All right. Uh, Let's see here. Where <laughs> are we? There's way more to it than that. Yes. And there, we, we'll probably end up releasing the podcast at some point. Yeah. If the people do, we need to listen back to it. Is what we need to do. Talk about skyline chili. All right. You ready? I've never eaten Skyline Chili. Oh my goodness, Sheldon. Oh, Sheldon, we got to go. <laughs> we got to go. It it you are either going to love it or you're going to hate it. Like it's one of those places, okay? It's like well, I'm going to find out next we'll Tuesday. We'll see. But I think you Thanks, Andrew. I think you'll like it though because you like uh you're a Taco Bell fan and it's in like the yeah. same like dirty food vein as Taco Bell. Okay. So like you know how the meat like it's meat but it's not quite meat at Taco Bell and you don't care cuz it just Is tastes it amazing. Is like really thick chili? No, it's more like it's more of a soupy kind of kind of thing. Uh-oh. It's really confusing. So, do you want me to describe it to you? Kind of tell you what it is. Sure. Okay. For our listeners that are not from the yeah. Cleveland area, what, what it is is there's there's several different types. The base of it is what's called a three way chili. Okay, three way chili involves pasta, so like spaghetti. Okay. The chili, and then wait, why is there a mound of cheddar in, cheese? Why is there pasta in Cause, chili? Because that's how this works. It's supposed to be beans. No, 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 but that's how this works. A bean, if you get beans, that's if you get a four-way. And if you get a five-way, you're getting beans and onions. Their chili is just a mesh of seasonings and meat that is just But it's amazing. not chili then. But it is. You have to have a tomato it, base. You it, have it, to have it, beans. There's, there's you tomato, have to have no, there's, there's tomato base in it, but there's no... There's no actual vegetables or anything else. Like, not what you would think of as, like, Texas chili. Like, you're going to eat a hearty bowl of chili or chili and cornbread. This is, like, its own vein entirely. It's its own thing. But it is my family. Like, we will drive to go get Skyline Chili. It's one of my favorite things Sounds in the world. very bizarre. But as soon as I did Whole30 the first time, when I ended it, I was like, I'm getting a group of guys. We're going to Skyline Chili. And we did. Yes. So yeah, Skyline yeah, Chili. We're gonna do Skyline Chili yeah. um, next Tuesday. Me it's awesome. and Andrew and Matt. It's Make, gonna be a lot of get, fun. Get some Coney dogs and get the Skyline Chili, the three way, at least a three way. <sighs> okay. The so Coney's are small. I so had okay. something called a no, some sort of hot dog. I can't they were called Hillbilly hot dogs. Yeah. Have you seen these? No. I don't know. It was really weird. It was at this Mennonite <laughs> gathering that well, we there were you at, go. And they would take <laughs> the hot dog and bun and you put the you put the sloppy joe stuff on it and mm-hmm. then you put coleslaw on it and then you wrap it up in tinfoil <laughs> and then you serve it to people. You eat the tinfoil? No. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> but it was it was actually better than I suspected. This screen is really far away from me, and yes. I feel like I can't read it. All right, that's the end of Skyline, Skyline Chili. Chili. It's delicious, though. Um, Kayla died. It's delicious. Because we're doing live videos. Yes, she did. Amy joined. Matt joined. Uh, Judy's here. Let's see. Who else Good. we got? 
Fergie <laughs> and the national anthem. Thank you, Matt. Okay. Oh my goodness. Okay, I'm gonna start on this one. I'm gonna start on this one. So, oh so I have always maintained that Fergie is two things. She is gross, and she is untalented. And I was completely <laughs> and utterly confirmed in my long-held opinions of her by just everything thought, that happened. That chick was stoned out of her mind. She doesn't... I don't, she I don't, was not... Something was wrong. She was at the pre-party but, before... But that is how she always has... I've never seen Fergie not in that state. She's just okay, older but she's now. A, she, I've never seen a person with so with little self-awareness. Yeah, she has no self-awareness okay. whatsoever. If you even watch, there's there's a movie out there. Don't go watch it. But <laughs> there's, there's a, there's it's a, like it's like in a podcast we're about to release. Yeah. I told people to go look up a song on YouTube yeah. that I went back and listened to, and it had the F word. In yeah, it. it just yeah. Don't always. Anyway, go I'm not even going to name the title. Things. There's a movie that I saw that had black eyed peas in it, <sighs> and even watching her in that, it's the same thing. It's like you're gross, and like I want. I look at her and I'm like, go take a shower. Like you, you look like you need a shower, and maybe have never had one. She's okay. Just Yucky. My favorite thing about the national anthem is that this the whole national anthem has been a lightning rod in America for like ever since Colin Kaepernick tried to save yeah. his job. Yeah. And that's what it was. Yes. Sorry, man. I'm gonna, <laughs> we'll get on to, we'll get okay, on to that we're at some point. Talk about it sometime. The the whole movement after that is much more serious, but yeah. I felt like his timing was to try and save the job. Yes. But um then the whole the whole thing it was like did this ebb and flow so like it was real high during the whole Kaepernick thing and it went way down it almost petered out and then Trump breathed new life in it, it yes. went all the way yes. back up and then he shows up the college football playoff for the national right, anthem right. mouths the words to some song we don't know and then <laughs> and then Fergie gets out here and goes and does whatever she does and I'm like wow that is way and did you see that her, is way disrespectful did you see, to the anthem. did you see her strut up to the mic. Like she looked at it like no. she was looking at a dude across the bar like and that she was just going to get it. it. Oh like this. man. It was, it was the best like dumpster fire it. I've seen on live television like, in a long oh, time. Man. And it, it was had beautiful. To be, like, I'm like, this is way more disrespectful than the kneeling. It I might feel have, like it might have like reset. Kneeling, it might have reset the whole narrative on the did. national anthem. I, I thing, no honestly. longer <laughs> think that what you can do during the national anthem can be any worse than actually messing up the anthem to the point that nobody wants to listen to it. And Everybody's trying to like hide their yeah. smiles. Oh, people were trying to hide. Face it. was the best. Give me, give me Draymond's face, Mr. Slackjaw. Oh my. Okay. Oh man. Okay, wait. One ad. One thing. Ah. There's only one thing that would have made that better. That would have made it more epic than it was, and that was would have been is if after she sang it, she would have said, "Let's play some baseball." That would have been awesome. But <laughs> she unfortunately, she at least knew mind. she was a, at a basketball game. But yeah, that was awesome. That was my, one of my new favorite things. How Matt Barris would be a great guest. Matt Barris would be a great guest. Matt Barris would be a great. Yeah, there's no argument there. We just completely agree. Matt Barris, we're going to have you on the things we say at some point. That would be fun. I don't uh, know what we're going to talk to you about. Set. He do. It would be exciting though. Yeah. Okay. So Matt Barris, we're done. Okay. Okay. Oh, Jess. Jess, we covered LeBron. No, we didn't cover LeBron. What? Not in the way she wants us to. Oh, All right. We're going to talk about LeBron. Okay. I hate LeBron. Yep. Don't, say it. What's uh, your, what is, what is your beef with LeBron? I, he's so punchable. Okay. Why is that? First of I all, the guy is a literal brick wall. The guy is a literal brick wall. How is that punchable? That's like, some, it's that's the like, faces and the crying and the, and dude, the, the diva part of his personality. You like the Warriors. 
their like individual to, players I have know. more ejections this season than the entire I mean, rest okay, of the league put to together. Be fair, I will forever trust the process, and I love yes. the Sixers. I they love those guys, team, and I appreciate and, that. And Joel Embiid is a troll, yes. and he loves it, and it is fantastic. I love yes. everything about Joel Embiid. But he would give his left leg to play with LeBron. I don't. Uh, sure. Yes. Whatever. <laughs> I, I don't like LeBron. I don't like watching basketball most of the time. I will watch it in the playoffs. But I don't I don't like LeBron's thing. It's like he's so serious and whiny at the same time. The reason <laughs> I can take Steph Curry is because at least he's out there having fun the entire time. It's not like any part of this flips over into like, this is like a legacy and super serious for me. Like, well, that's very... because Steph Curry is not LeBron James. But spare <laughs> me the act. I mean, I just Wait, can't. Okay. So what did you think of Michael Jordan? I loved Michael Jordan. See, that makes no sense to me whatsoever. Dude was a jerk, is a jerk, still is a jerk. Yeah. Most... Nobody liked Michael Jordan. Nobody liked playing with I Michael, loved Jordan. Michael Jordan. No, but I mean, nobody that actually in, had to interact with the man you liked the man. You could say the same thing about Jerry Rice. The dude was a workaholic. He's not great yeah, to hang absolutely, out with. Absolutely. But I'm you saying, know? so many of the things that you say you hate if about. If Jerry is listening, I want to hang out. <laughs> okay? Let's be really clear. I've just oh, heard man. from some people that he can be standoffish. It could be the fame. I, I love him, and he is my lifelong hero. I, He's essentially, in the top what, three it, of what, it, what it comes down to for me is I feel like Sheldon hates LeBron because he chooses to hate LeBron. No. He's disrespectful to a team. He won't sign a deal that's longer than a year. He holds the entire team hostage. He throws the coaches out of the, go, the whole entire game. That's only Nobody once. from the front office to the coaches can tell him what to do and hasn't been able to tell him what to do since he was in the 10th grade because he's good at basketball. <laughs> ball i wish somebody would tell him listen here's your role here's your position and no you don't get to go on at the beginning of the game and say lebron james i play all positions well he does all positions he does play a freaking position <laughs> pick one and stick with it put it on a sports card i <laughs> we're done with lebron <laughs> I cannot contain. All right, moving on. Sorry, moving on. Oh, my ear went dead. Did I just? I think you unplugged. You got Did you I got overly myself? aggressive and unplugged. Yeah, there it is. I apologize. Is it on the other end? You got it. You got I it. I apologize you to Jerry Rice and LeBron. You mean to flip okay. some water on you? you okay. Driving habits. Just says three three things. Every person. Where are we here? Two is drive. Just did three topics: driving habits and things every person should know. Top three. All right, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold on. Jess, you're blowing us up here. We don't know what to do. Two, driving habits. Three things every person should know. Okay. Driving habits. My pet peeve is the left lane. Uh, yes. And going slow in it. Yeah, don't. Cru the left lane is not a cruising lane, it's a passing lane. It is a passing lane. And then move your butt over. Yeah, pass so and then get over. So I don't have to get a plow for the front of my car. That's right. That's right. And um, the the other one that I hope to do at some point is the the intersection cowboy people that when you're at a four-way stop or even a two-way stop where the other person will sit there and wave you into the intersection, regardless of whether it was clear right. who had the right-of-way or whatever, as soon as that hand goes up, they're now in charge of the intersection as yeah. far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Because about the time I'm going to go and pull out, then they'll be like, <gasps> startled that I tried to pull out as they were going to yeah. go ahead. And you know what? It's your intersection now. And yeah. a buddy of mine one time got into a standoff with a guy to the point that he shut off his car and held the keys out the window my goal is to get to that point where i where i'm just like no i'm not moving 
Here's my keys. Proceed into the intersection. Please go ahead. Oh, yes. I yeah. I I'm with you on that one. Those yeah. those two for sure. I don't drive crazy or over the speed limit. No. I have kids, but yeah. I go five. 10 over and yeah, depending on you know I drive that's very what the different. left lane is for I drive differently based on if my wife and kids are in the car though, Absolutely I, will admit that. I take do. very I take much less yeah. risky moves yeah. do much less risky moves one road rage incident where my family was in the car where Ooh. we almost got run off the road cured me of that yeah there you go all right. Uh, so that, yeah, I'm confused by what that really, what she was really looking for. Hopefully, that kind of did it. So Kayla says favorite, favorite reality <laughs> TV shows. <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, Top Gear. Can we call that reality TV? That's not reality TV. I mean, I guess it kind of is. Top Gear, the Grand Tour. I don't know. It's kind of a hosted car show, but they do other things. They don't eliminate people and have reality is when you have. Random people. I don't watch reality TV. I see, yeah, Shark I, Tank would be about it. I don't like maybe maybe the Amazing Race. I kind of enjoy I, that. I to watched an it in high school, but yeah, I it's it's since. okay. Kayla kind of oh, got me American into it. American Ninja Warrior is fun, but yeah, just won't but, watch it. But with that's me. more straight up competition than. See, here's my problem with reality TV and why I don't like it and generally make fun of people who like it is because I have seen the man behind the curtain. I understand how production works. This is also why I don't like broadcast news because I understand editing. I understand that in these, you know, like in the bachelor, for example, these seemingly intimate moments, there's a whole camera crew there and there's a director there and there are makeup artists there and there are lighting people there. Like this is not just a natural moment that you're catching on film. Now, if somebody did a like legit, like the Truman show style reality TV, I would watch that. So like big brother, but like somebody was unaware that they were being filmed. And I they were being I don't filmed. like the vo- voyeurism that that plays into. No, it. that's for sure. But I'm just saying. I feel like it's bad for our it culture. It only works. Reality TV is only reality when somebody is unaware and they're being themselves entirely. That's what happens when people get in trouble in Hollywood and in. You can't have <laughs> reality TV. In it's an oxy, It's an oxymoron. You you can't have not reality TV in 2018 because everybody's going to get offended by. It. Think of the number of offensive things you have done today. Yes. Or said today that if everyone in the world could hear it how quickly any career that you have would be over over. so there's not enough money that you could pay these people to actually be real on tv and then a a tv place yeah reality tv is not real there's just nothing that it it's just not a thing um okay jess again asked uh top three songs of all time and why okay I'd like to hear yours. I, I can't remember okay. mine right now. My one of uh, my my favorite song of all time, without question, is "God Only Knows" by the Beach Boys. Okay, um, because it is just a marvel of composition and production. I mean, the amount of instruments and the the tempo changes and everything that happens in that song are just absolutely brilliant. And from a technical, and it just gives me feels every time I hear that yeah. song. Um, number two is uh, So It Goes by Billy Joel. It's a beautiful piano ballad, very, uh, very uh, vulnerable type of song. And it is one of those few songs where the lyrical content and the music, uh, the, the actual music, the musicality of the song, the, 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 even the, uh, the simplicity of the song, I mean, it fits perfectly with the emotion of what's happening. I mean, it is absolutely perfect. Yeah. Um, and then I would probably say, and again, these are all going to be secular songs. I'm sorry for those of you who are disillusioned by the fact that I'm a worship leader and those are the things. But oh, my third, I need to go quick and put a Christian one. Yeah, on. my my third uh, would probably be um, 
Cashmere by Led Zeppelin. Uh, the aggression in that guitar riff and just the continual drone of it, uh, along with the the kind of ethereal lyric content, it's just those are three of my favorite songs in the world. I would have to <clears> say, in in my top three would be Authority Song by Jimmy Eat World. Okay, yeah, love that song, and I'm just a sucker for almost anything Jimmy Eat World, and. To me, they're the pinnacle of music. So, I like those guys. Um, they're they're a lot of fun, and it's the emo pop punk era that I love so dearly. Um, trying to think, there's, um, I forget what it's. Oh, shoot, it's not called what the chorus is. Um, uh, Amberlin and the choruses uh, speak for yourself. You paper tigers, oh, you'll crash yeah. where you stand. I know um, the song, but I can't remember the title either. Oh, my goodness. I, I don't know why I'm blanking. It's one of my favorite songs, but I feel really dumb. That's okay. It happens. Right now. Um, but, yeah, that one's really good. Um, top three. I don't know. I'm going to leave it at that. There's, there's probably a few more. All right. But I'm so leave it there. So give the one I've listened to more than any other is Shine by the Newsboys because of the era I grew up oh, in. Oh, yeah. And it was, it was iconic. Um, but as far as, like, Newsboys songs... Um, the one I liked was um, the, oh, shoot. It's on Going Public, and he talks about when, when You Call My Name. Oh, yeah, yeah. That song, yep. that song gives me the feels every time. Yeah. Because if you have been called by the Lord to do something, um, like I feel I have, I, I do, there's no shaking that. Yeah. And, and it is um, the, the singer at the time, Crap, why am I blanking on all this stuff? John John James. John James went on to be uh, a pastor hmm. and serve the Lord that way. And so you know he's being real and talking about his call. It's really beautiful. Okay. There it is. Three songs. <sighs> okay, where are we? We got to keep moving. No, that's okay. Predictions for flag football tournament seeds. I have no window okay, on that this. Is, I don't even know what that this is, is about. Worcester Nazarene Stauffer team is going to be the number one seed. Okay. That's just what everybody needs to know. Okay. However, it might take us a little bit to get rolling. So if we get a loss early, I could see there's only seven teams in the Wayne County flag football. Okay. League. And uh, so this year, seven. Last year was six. So it's going to be interesting. Okay. West Hill is usually our main competition, but a lot of people are stepping up because okay. it's getting competitive. So once again, your declaration seating. Do you want to uh, give the full thing of seating? Like no, I, no, no, no. We're not okay. going to so go you're just, too far, but I would say right but now... you're going to be the first? It, be the way we finished last year. Us one, West Hill two. Um, I, maybe the other NAS team. I don't know who all they've recruited at three, but I do think there's going to be... There's going to be an upstart team that we'll find in the top three right. that wasn't there last year. There it is. All right. Okay. Uh, let's wow, see lots here. of people joined. Yes, All they right. did. We're, we're about five minutes behind here on your comments. Yeah, so. we're trying to catch up. There's a bunch of people that are commenting, but not... Uh, we should be watching these comments in real time. Yeah. It's kind of hard to Kayla do Kayla says, I'm so predictable with my LeBron thing. High voice, so high voice. <laughs> <laughs> LeBron may be the greatest basketball player of all time. That's fine. Yeah. I, I do... I Going back to LeBron... His achievements are respectable. Yeah. Like, there's no way. There are plenty of things that like, annoy me about LeBron for sure, but the 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 visceral hatred that you have for the man I just blows know, my I mind. I can't stand it. But you know, I mean, he's a generational talent. Jess said it's Amberlynn, the resistance. The resistance. Thank you, Jess. The resistance. Instead of, instead of Oliver White. Yeah, there we go. So they're into the Amberlynn rant already. Oh my! Did anybody give us a topic? Yeah. Okay. So uh, bathrobes for men. Oh, yeah. Bathrobes for men. Oh. <laughs> I wore a bathrobe 
from the time I was like, I got one for Christmas when I was like 11. You're saying sitting around in only your bathroom. Oh, no. It would be like sweats and a t-shirt and a bathrobe. Oh. So I was I, say bathrobes. But do yes, not... at bathrobes for men, I'm a solid no in that department. Okay. I'm barely okay with bathrobes for women, women as my wife will tell a you. I bathrobe, so... It's like a towel with sleeves. I know what it is. No, I know I've you know what it is, but I'm saying I, that's you know, legitimately true. Christmas that's, plays and whatnot. Mm, yeah. So, yeah, no go on robes for men? No bathrobes for men. I, I'm not saying no if you're a man and you have one. I just won't go out and buy one. No, we won't do it. It's not a thing. Stretchy no. pants, though, for men. Like yoga pants? No, like stretchy jeans. Oh, yeah, stretchy like, jeans are... Yeah. I no longer have... Uh, I'm not going to buy any more prison pants. No, exactly. Regular I call denim. them prison, prison I pants, I stole it too. from you. Okay, That's good. That's who I stole good, them from. Good, Okay. Yes. Prison yes, pants. Yes. Say no. Just it's, buy the stretchy pants. Yes. Yeah. It's like a hug from, hug from Jesus around your legs. Yes. It's, it's amazing. Like, like kittens. <laughs> with, with or without claws. Though. On That's your legs, without kittens, claws. Kittens on your legs. I'm going to yes. have to use that for something. Um, Everybody says the resistance. Yes, thank yes, you. Yes, we got I, that. I, I, know, <laughs> I knew this. I just didn't know okay, it. Okay, five love languages from a guy's point of view, and where are yours? Okay, what are the five languages? Uh, five love language. Wait, what did she say? She's saying uh, five love languages from a guy's point of view? Yeah, so is she asking what our... Oh, like what we think of the idea of the five love languages? Is that what it is? So, no, but guys are allowed to participate in the actual five love languages. I don't know if she's aware. right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, but but what are they? They're they're touch, uh, touch, uh, quality time, words gifts, of affirmation, affirmation, acts of service, acts of and service. words of affirmation. Okay. Look at me getting marriage points. Woo! Yes. All right. Um, um, I I think they're you know pretty legit, but I also think that like anything, you can't apply them strictly. Um, some people have blends of them that aren't even on that spectrum, but yeah. it's, it's a pretty, it's a pretty good general idea. I like it. And it's yeah. kind of nice going into it when we're in a relationship. And they knowing, may change based on the circumstance yeah. that you're in. Yeah. Um, but for me, uh, my, uh, my, uh, I'm trying to remember what mine were. I think one is touch and the other is quality time. Yeah. Kayla's going to correct me. Because she'll know, and if I'm saying it wrong, she'll know. Were you somewhere in there, too? Um, mine was... Sorry, I got distracted by my phone being on. I should... I put mine on the over. floor. Okay. I was worried that Kevin was going to make this a call-in show. Kevin. <laughs> so, anyway... <laughs> so, anyway, what were we talking about? Five love languages. Five love languages. Yeah. Yes. Um, mine are touch, quality time, I think... A gifts and acts of service is really low. I will often not notice some things. And gifts, I'm not great at giving them. Um, gifts make me nervous. Words of affirmation is pretty cool. But as on the DISC personality thing, I'm an I. So any good thing someone says about me is a word of affirmation, <laughs> <laughs> whether they mean it or not. There you go. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. So are we done with that one? Five love languages? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Ding that one out. Yeah. <laughs> we like this bell. Yeah. Give me um, a bell on every episode. Okay, let's see. Favorite American historical figure. Ooh. Mm. That's a that's a big one. Huh. You go first. I've gotta I've gotta go through the files in my head. Favorite American historical figure. Hey, you gotta go through the you gotta like pick eras on that one. You can't just I 
I love Ron Paul. <laughs> and I'm a I'm a Ron Paul Republican. Yeah. I love I lo- I love a lot of things about the way he sees the world and how it's different um even as opposed to his own party or parties over time. Mm-hmm. He has stayed consistent and the same through everything no matter and what. If you can make it to Congress and be known as Dr. No, that is awesome. <laughs> I want to be Dr. No. I yes. would love to get up there and vote no on everything because there's garbage in a lot of everything, the things that everything. they put up there. Yeah. And, and it's like, well, no, that has a little bit of garbage in. Try better. Come back with a good bill and we'll see what we got. But until yeah. then, I'm a no. Yeah. You know, my, I love that. My favorite historical figure, and again, I'm a, I'm a big Ron Paul fan, so I'll... I'll sneak in on you with that one, but my favorite historical figure would probably have to be General Patton because he is the closest thing to a superhero that has ever existed in America. <laughs> if you ever yeah. want to just read fascinating stuff, read about that man. He was amazing. Um, and also, obviously, that being one of my favorite conspiracy theories also plays in that. But I'd say, yeah, George Patton was probably my favorite American historical figure. But again... And that's why you did the death of Patton in our conspiracy yeah. theories. And, and, and I also struggle, though, because I want to pick people from different eras of time. But I'll, I'll say Patton for the expediency I, of it. I would say Teddy Roosevelt was up there. Yes. Like, the fascinating oh, life. and The fact that this man... Let me tell you something I, about did Teddy he, Roosevelt. Did he start the forward pass in football? Isn't, I don't wasn't remember. Wasn't he credited with being a part of that? That's possible, but, but I'm not he, sure. Like... Okay. He's very much so in that as same vein as Patton. as far as being Patton. a warrior leader, like Patton would be there, but yeah. Teddy led a charge up a hill on yeah. a horse. Yeah. That's pretty dang yeah. impressive. It's yeah. maybe not Washington, but Let me tell close. you what, what, what I respect about Teddy Roosevelt. Here's what I respect about him. He became president due to an assassination. Yeah. When he served out that term, he served that term the way that the former president would have served that term. He signed bills that he knew that president would have approved. Oh, of. Like yeah. that is what he did. I agree. Then the I've following the following election cycle when he ran, he ran on his own merit and his own platforms. And his second term was entirely different because he was running it as what he preferred. But he was so loyal to the idea of the American Republic that yeah. he knew that someone had been voted into office with certain plans and certain ideals. And that's what the people wanted. And so he stayed true to that. Yeah. That is amazing in whatever era you were going to be in. And that's amazing. Robert, and that doesn't happen. Robert Kennedy was another one that yeah, I really, RFK was, I really liked. He would have made a great Robert, president. Robert Kennedy. He would have made a great fantastic. president. Kennedy's have, were like, you know, on a pinnacle and they've just done this. It's, ever it's since. Teddy's fault. He's basic. He was basically a bobblehead well, and he was the only one that was left. Well, it comes from murdering people. Yes. And other things. But anyway, that's done. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. Is water wet? <laughs> yes. Unless it's snow. <laughs> unless it's dehydrated water. Okay. That's not a real thing. Obviously. It's not <laughs> uh, let's see. <laughs> a bathrobe is like a man snuggie. Okay. Yes, that's true. We're just reading Facebook comments. Why are we not scrolling anymore here? Wait, no, you're... You can even scroll down further. You're going up. Did it stop scrolling? Yeah, we kind of lost what was going on here. Okay, there we now go. people are posting. Okay, there we go. There we go. All right, service. Man buns. Thoughts. Man, Kayla. Man buns. I, I just don't think that most people that grow man buns have had long hair most of their life. Yeah. So this is like a first time with long hair. Mm-hmm. It's also the first time that you're putting your hair up for a good time and not washing it. Yeah. This is a bad combination. Here's, here's my thing with man buns. If you have long hair, 
and you choose to put it in a man bun, I have no problem with that. If you grew your hair long so that you could have a man bun, I don't want to even speak to you at all. I'll pray for you. I'll talk to you about Jesus, but that's about it. I don't want to speak to you. That's basically my thoughts on man buns. It's not a fashion accessory. It's a necessity if you have long hair. Um, yeah, and, and I think some people can pull it off better than others. <clears throat> and there are respectable man buns yeah. as like a hairstyle. And yes. then there's like, wow, you just don't care about life. Yeah. And I think that you don't just care about life is probably in a pretty high percentage of people that have man buns. Um, but <clears throat> I don't think you'll ever see me with one because my hair, when it gets long, it just starts to like throw out. It like it turns into a mushroom. <laughs> Like I've I've had like about Toad on Mario. You can't tell if it's a hat or if it's <laughs> or if like it's his head part of, or head. part of the head. Yes. Oh man, it's really odd. Yeah, but yeah, not, man buns. They're they're fine, but depending on why, motivation matters. Motive matters. Yeah, and also be a man. Yes, you know. Yes. If if you're just not taking care of yourself, yeah. time to time to take care of yourself. Time to get the hose and let somebody hit you yeah. with it outside. Man buns. Thoughts. There we go. We're done with man. That one's gone. Yep. Um, Worst time period to live in and why? Dude, I think about this sometimes. I would never have wanted to live in like eras in which hand-to-hand combat was expected amongst most men. Mm -hmm. Like where it's like, oh, it's springtime. We're going to go off to war. And like it says in the Bible, it was springtime when the kings went out to war. And I'm like... Um, I just don't like the idea of like hand to hand combat See, and the and the brutality I, of I it. I get like, that, but I also think that people were a lot more careful then. Like if you look at the old west, careful for, of why they went to no, war. No, 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 no. War is war is its own separate thing. But like for example, the old west, everybody thinks of it as like the guns blazing, shootouts in the streets. Yeah, and it, it was not like it wasn't that. movie. No, old, it was it yeah. was people were polite because they knew if you said the wrong thing, you could end up shot by somebody. Yeah. Like it it. It changed the way that society interacted with each other. And you did have all the codes of honor yeah, and everything. It was that very made, different. That made things civil. I mean, there was still civil society, but I mean, you'd have, uh, there's, I don't know why, but if you go into Wikipedia and go into like ways that people tortured each other uh, over yeah. history yeah, and you get to like the era where they were putting people on like pikes and spikes that to me would be the worst. You come yeah. into like a forest of people on spikes and you're like, this is the really bad time yeah. to be alive. To, but to be honest, Give me nuclear winter. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest though, I would say anything before the mid 20th century, I think was generally a bad time to live. Yeah. I the mean, medicine was yeah, really brutal. The, yeah. Like your likelihood of survival past childhood was nothing. And the teeth rotting out of your head. Yeah. It, <sighs> yeah. There's literally, there's no other time. I mean, people don't understand how amazing we actually have it. So yeah. basically from, I would say from like the 1940s up to now, early 1940s yeah. up to now is probably about where I'd want to live without exception. Um, yeah. Worst time period though. I don't know. Had anytime, to be medieval Europe. Anytime when there was black plagues yeah, and medieval all that Europe, garbage. It had to be around. medieval Europe Ooh. without a doubt. Without a doubt. And then we romanticize all this. It's yes. just really sad. Yes. And don't talk about the fact that everybody just needed showers and deodorants really badly. And to not pee in what they drink. <laughs> that is also true. Or have their animals do that. <laughs> yes. Um, Oliver asked here, if you could play the game of risk with three former national leaders, 
i.e. presidents, kings, prime ministers, who would it be? Okay. Um, I Game would want, of risk. I would want to play risk. So me and three leaders. I would want to play risk with uh, Winston Churchill, Richard Nixon. Oh, yeah. And... Hmm... Julius Caesar. Those are the three. I would are they pick. supposed to be American? Oh, any former American. world any leader. Any former world leader. Julius Caesar. I feel like if everybody could understand everyone's language, which obviously Julius Caesar yeah. would be the only odd man out, that would be a fascinating, fascinating game of risk. I too would take Churchill because I find him phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, Churchill and Napoleon. Okay. I'd love to have them at the same table because yes. the British and French dislike each other enough to make that game very interesting. Which is what makes Canada a very interesting place. (laughs) And um, I'd like to have Ronald Reagan in there too. Nice. Um, So those would be my three. I was going to say I'd like to play play it with Hitler just to beat him again. (laughs) There you go. How's that world domination working out for you? That's You didn't take Australia fast enough, did you? (laughs) (laughs) You got all hung up in Germany somewhere. Tried to attack... Uzbekistan, or no, I don't know. What is that? Earth guts or whatever it is over there. <laughs> Did you say earth guts? No, it's like I-R-S-K-U-T-Z. You must be playing a really old version of Risk. Yes, it's all the way <laughs> on the other side of Asia, over by Japan. I'll have to, I'll have to see if I can find that. Because <laughs> um, there's one over there called... That starts with Y-A-K, and we called it Irk Guts and Yak Guts. Nice. Those are the two countries over there in the corner. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Jess asked, uh, what is your favorite Art of Manliness article? Um, situational Awareness was really good, mm. um, where he sits down, at, where he talks about like finding your exits, knowing who's in the room. Um, like Basically, the, the born identity yeah. way of viewing your world and how to be more aware. Um, that one was fascinating because I possessed none of that. And so it was fun to kind of see what that would be like to live a little more aware. Um, but the one that I think about all the time is how to work a room. They go mm-hmm. in and talk about, so you're a man, you enter a room full of people. Um, what is a good way to get to know maybe somebody new or interesting? Right. How, how do you present yourself when you work a room? Um, and and being conscious about what you're doing instead of just like walking in like most times and being like, here I am. Yeah. Well, my, my two favorites, one is they did an article uh, quite a while back about, um, it was just, I think they did a series about, about legacy and they talked about how like starting traditions with your family that they'll remember forever. And it talked about different things like, you know, the way you'll go out to eat on a particular day or to a particular place that will become like your family place or uh, starting unique holiday traditions, different things. And I just thought it was really cool because it attached the idea of legacy to something you can do right now yeah, um, and, and instill things in your children and things that they'll look back on. Like we look back on fondly with things with our family yeah. and getting to establish those things. Um, the second thing was not an article. It was a video about um, safety razors and using I a, did watch that. Dude... It changed my life, which I know I don't. <laughs> I don't shave much, but I still have to hit the hit the neck, you know. And I used like an old school I for think a while. You should. For you a while, should break I used out the safety razor. Well, for a while, I used my grandpa's old safety razor, and then yeah. I bought a better one because that was just really old. But I'm waiting the, for dude, the brush, comment. the brush, and everything like that whole yeah. experience. I am excited to 
start shaving again at one point. My wife tells me that she will love me less if I get rid of the beard. Uh, but I've also it told her... It won't be much less. But I've, It'll be yeah, fine. Just a little less. But I've also told her if I hit a certain weight that is my goal weight, I will be shaving my beard off. Oh, so that, dude, I, I don't it, have my beard because I'm above that weight. I'm just saying okay. I will not shave my beard and look like I weigh 500 pounds more than I do until I hit I I literally cannot grow a beard. Yes, so. you could get a little bit of that like dirty goatee. I though, had I think, it for right a while. There. It just grows yeah, under my chin. The, like a, the experience, though, of, of having an old school two-bladed safety razor and a brush and soap is an amazing experience. Do it. There we go. Let's Art see. of Manliness. Art of Manliness. Done. Art of Manliness is a great website. You should go there often if you're a man or a woman. <laughs> or a woman. Or send your men there. Or your boys there. What has been your personal favorite podcast that you guys have done? Okay. Um, Which one do we like best? Gosh. I have to pull them up here. So we have I think, I think my, released about 15 of these Yeah, things. my favorite that I had the most fun doing so far has to be the first Star Wars episode. Just that interaction was so entertaining to me. And the fact that, again, like I said in that, you were one of those unicorn people that literally had never yeah. seen it. And yeah. that just got me jazzed just to, just to even have that conversation. So I was really entertained by that. Super entertained by that. Mine mine was probably Fear Culture. Yes, I enjoyed that, that one, one a lot. Um, there was a moment in there where we talked about how when you <clears throat> fill yourself up with so many um, spiritual experiences that are not God, that you can inoculate yourself to the real spiritual experience. Um, and, and I said a phrase in there talking about how we don't want to hear any other voices that aren't us. Right. Because we start to think that that's that's weird or that's strange and that the Lord speaks to us in still small voices. And I said, you know, we don't want to hear his still small voice because we don't want to hear still small voices. Yeah. And I, I don't know, it seemed profound to me at the time. And it's yeah. something that I've thought about over time, like not desensitizing myself to things that are spiritual and taking spiritual experiences that are not holy, Yeah. you know, and, and, um, being careful with that. I think that, that was a moment for me that I really enjoyed. I also liked um, a couple other ones, but yeah, fear my favorite to listen to was "Why History Matters," though. As far yeah. as just straight up, my yeah, favorite I was to record we were was "Star get Wars." In trouble with that? Yeah, I do think we're going to get more in trouble with the music one that we recorded and yeah. have not released yet. Yeah, we I, will. There is no one that's going to listen to that podcast and not disagree with us at some point, which is part of our goal. That that one's going to be interesting, and you guys are going to love it. We good with so, that? So yeah, fear culture, hearing God's voice was mine. All right, um, Terry, favorite and least favorite household chore. Household chores. What are those? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, Hi, Jess. <laughs> no. Well, I'm I'm going to admit first of all that Netflix and Hulu have changed my least favorite chore into one I actually like. I hate loading and unloading the dishwasher. Like I hate it with a passion to the point where when I was single, I would just load up my sink until I ran out of bowls and then I would load the dishwasher and run it and unload it because I just hated I hated doing it. I think it. I could almost hear Kayla laugh from oh, down yeah. here. I'm sure she's I'm sure she's going on. <laughs> but now that I have Netflix and Hulu and I can just throw my iPad and my Bluetooth speaker on the windowsill, it flies and I love it cuz yeah. 
I can I get some time to myself. You know, the kids are in bed, and I'll I'll watch some Star Trek or The Orville. And uh, least favorite household chore would be picking up any article of clothing. Mm. So yeah, yeah. I just I don't yeah because my wife has destroyed the the tried and true. Three pile system, <laughs> the clean pile, which sometimes resides in drawers or closets, the dirty pile, which resides on the floor of the closet, and then around pretty much any table, end of bed, you know, any object in the room is the third pile, which is could go either way. The coin flip, those, the coin flip. Those clothes pile. I wore, you know, for three hours. They're not dirty. I'm going to pick it up and wear it again, but to hang it up is a waste of time because then it goes back in with the clean coat clothes. And if that has like a countdown clock on it of like, you've now worn this shirt for a total of nine hours, you should be washing it. I don't know that it's back in the, it's back in the clean. Oh yeah. So like without going around and smelling all the clothes that are now all over the floor, I don't, I don't enjoy it because the, the tried and true process was in place and now it's been destroyed and they have to, it's a binary system now. It's like, it has to go one way or the other. It's know, either clean or it's dirty. And if it's clean, it needs to Although, be hung up I'll or admit, put away. I'll admit though, Kayla has come my way in the smell test. Like if she picks up on the floor, she's like, is this clean or dirty? And I'll be across from, I don't know, smell it. She'll smell it. Does it smell? No, it's fine. And then she'll toss it back to me and I'll put it away. But yeah, we we still kind of have that. Yeah, but um, I feel bad making her smell my clothes. I don't, I don't. It's fine. Um, <laughs> my my least favorite. That was my my least favorite. But again, it's become a thing I like doing. My favorite household chores. I love cleaning the bathroom, um, because it's one thing. I don't a, mind it either. There's a ton of hard surfaces. There's nothing you can really mess up. No. And you see your progress very very easily. Yeah. And plus, it's like you can get it all done like that, and you're and you're just you're done with it. And yeah. it smells amazing and you're happy. Um, one more category I will add to that, a household chore that I'm terrible at. I'm awful at folding clothes. I've done it ever since I was a little kid. My mom had me doing it ever since I was small. Is there a right way? There apparently are, but either yeah. way, it's it it varies from woman to woman. I won't even say household to household. Although I guess there's some men out I've there seen who are probably the fold a fitted yeah. sheet in a way that just like amazed yeah, me. Yeah, and I and can't like, do it. It's like witchcraft, just, man. It's yeah. There's a there's voodoo or something attached to mic. it. But anyway, uh, I'm terrible at folding laundry. I'm really I'm good at towels. I'm very good at towels. But everything else, I'm, I'm not bad at. at towels. Yeah. Okay. That it. Yep. All right. All right. Wait. You didn't tell your favorite one. My oh, we have to give a favorite yeah, was, one. What's your favorite and what's your least favorite? I don't. I did, well, we live in the country, so I like burning the trash. That's by far my favorite. Okay. There it is. Because <laughs> burning stuff. All right. Let's see here. What? What's the catch rule? Oh, in the NFL. Oh, no. Here oh. is the catch rule. Oh. The catch rule has to be this. And if they don't go to it, I'm going to lose my ever-loving mind. You will catch the ball, get two feet in bounds, and that's a catch. And the way you know it's a catch is if the ball at any point stops moving. Mm. If it stops moving and it's in the grasp, that means it's a catch. And if you have two feet down at that point, I don't care if you flip on your head, you do a handstand, you throw it to the kid in the crowd, you hand it to your coach after after you hit the ground. I don't care what happens because at some point, the ball was stationary and your feet were on the ground. This whole continuation of the catch, Roger Goodell should be fired based on that. 
Based on I've, that alone. I've always been bothered besides by... Besides the fact he's a terrible human being. I've always been bothered by this fact in football, since we're talking that. It bothers me that all you have to do to get a touchdown is break the plane. Okay? No, 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 that's, no, no, that's no, hockey no, and that's soccer. Me, that's let me, everything. But let me... Oh, don't get, it's a don't goal. Get me, don't get me started on soccer. But, no, this is why it bothers me. But that... Breaking the plane is a sacred part of football. I'm... I'm astonished that you're going to no, come no, no. at this. I don't have a problem with the breaking the plane thing, but I feel like the inconsistency with catches, like out of bounds, like if you get a heel out of bounds, if you get a foot out of bounds, but you get like you have to have both feet down in the NFL. Yeah. Like, but if you establish one foot and then end up out of bounds, it's not a catch. But I'm like, you're 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 one. Oh, in you're one saying way, you broke the plane. Right. In one way, you're saying that. But that, he didn't have possession when he broke the. He but didn't I'm saying have a in catch. one. But what I'm saying is, in one way, you're saying that the boundaries are marked by. I see. By feet being on the ground, in another way, you're saying just by where the okay. ball is. I would also like to make the breaking of the plane much more sacred. Okay. And where, like, okay, so I've caught the ball. I'm in the process of catching the ball, and like I say, if the ball stops at any point, and I can break the plane with it, it's broken. Touchdown. It's broken. I don't care if somebody knocks it out of my hands after, or I'm in a pile and I reach out and I, if I break the plane. I've got a touchdown. Yeah. Stop taking touchdowns away. Yeah. It's bad. It's bad. Yes. Bad, bad, bad. It's yes, the same. I agree. As, okay. The other thing is holding calls. Yeah. Holding calls should be a five yard penalty and and a replay of down. Not this 10 yard penalty. And and you should call them a little more often. The the, the thing that they say is, well, there's holding on every play. Well, the reason you don't call it on every play is because you back the guy up a whole set of downs. <laughs> Maybe move them back two yards and call it every time you actually see it. Then you wouldn't have holding, and you'd play the game the way it was supposed to be played. That's fair. That's fair. Although, technically, if you want to go with the way the game was supposed to be played, if you go with the original intent, they would just run the football. The well, time. you wouldn't pass nearly as much, yeah. but... Eh, it's a thing. It is. Okay. Um, oh, now we have to go back to reading these comments. What Where topics do you wish the church would talk more openly about? <sighs> Mental illness. I I yeah, I do I do wish because because we live in an age where clinical depression is so huge and people deal with all types of mental illness mm-hmm. and I'm like people very close to me have dealt with it and I there's been times in my life where I've felt melancholy but not gone borderline yeah. depression right. like gone not gone that whole way but I know what it looks like and I know what it feels like yeah. and and Christian people, great people go through bouts of mental illness and can come out the other side healed. And it does not need to be a mark on their lives in any way. So like we need to talk about it in the way that we talk about anything else that people normally go through. It is a part of normal everyday life, mental health issues and, and staying mentally healthy and and ways to do that and ways to combat it if you're going through it. And, Rather than just being like, you know, it doesn't happen to Christians, which is if you don't talk about it, that's the assumption is that mental health issues don't happen to good right. Christians if yeah. you're a good enough Christian. I kind of struggle. I struggle with that because I, I struggled for a long time with the idea that everything was a spiritual matter. And even like you'd have those people who are like, oh, you're depressed. Well, you yeah. just need to do this, that or the other. And we'll give them spiritual answers to yeah. what may be a actual mental issue. But I also feel like we've kind of swung the other way culturally in that everything is a mental issue everything now. Is a, and everything is a mental disorder. A medical or a me- mental, med- yes, medical it's, mental it's becoming issue. that way. Yeah. So there is a difference between a spiritual 
I believe there's spiritual depression and there's clinical depression. I believe there are two different things at times. Yeah. I believe that there are some people who literally have a, a, a function of the brain that is not operating properly and need something other than a spiritual... Well, now, obviously, yeah. if they get healed in, in that, that, I mean, obviously, that's... A, but but there, there are many great <clears throat> doctors that are able to help people that have a chemical Absolutely. imbalance that's Absolutely. going on that's really... And, and I've seen that. And basically what just... I mean, when we're talking about this... If you have something like that and a doctor is able to help prescribe something for you that gives you, I would say it's almost like gives you the ability to think rationally enough to gives choose, you a floor to choose. Yeah. To choose wholeness for yourself. <clears throat> yes. And you do get to a place in mental health issues to a place where you're like, I cannot think a rational thought. Right. I can't, I can't choose the right way because I'm not thinking rationally and you almost need to calm calm some of that to the point that you can make a rational spiritual logical you know good faith decision about mm -hmm. where you want to go moving forward and i applaud people that seek those solutions yeah also applaud people that seek a spiritual solution i but what i i am worried about sometimes is that we have people um uh, over spiritualizing their own <clears throat> mental health issues yeah. and oh, not yeah. at yeah. all consulting a doctor and and thinking that that m will never be a thing for them. Yeah. And it may be the one thing that kind of, like you said, gives them a good floor, a good baseline to be able to make yeah. decisions from there. So, yeah, I, I do think it's important to talk yeah. more about that. Yeah, I remember, I remember somebody once talking to me about how affected they were by the the spirit that was in a particular place and i don't mean like a demonic presence or whatever but like if they felt like there was a spirit of oppression they would suddenly have that feeling of oppression and they would wallow in that for like days or weeks afterwards and my problem with that is I'm like okay maybe you do have a discerning gift but you're letting it affect you in a way that's not of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, and and, and that's you're supposed different. to discern your environment, not yes. become a not be a, a, not be affected by a it. thermometer where yeah. you just adjust to it. You yeah. know, a discerning person is supposed to discern what's happening yeah. and set the set the, set set the, the thermostat, thermostat yeah. and be like this. Like now, this room is going to change because I'm in it. Um, but yeah, yeah, anything else that you thought? Yeah, that uh, church something, should talk more something, about. This is kind of funny to me because I I do. I feel like we almost talk too much about cultural issues to the point that, and I'm, and I'm saying as a whole, it's becoming very uh, a, a hot thing to talk about cultural issues, to talk about homosexuality, to talk about, like these things are starting hot to pop, issues. yeah, they're, they're so starting to pop out a lot. Cultural but but for me, I would love to see us talk more about the realities of walking out life with Jesus. I think too often we, we talk about these kinds of things, social issues or justice issues or all that. And those are important things without a doubt. But I feel like to a, to a large degree, especially in America, the church has lost this sense of what an actual discipled walking with Jesus life looks like. And I would say what a, what a holiness life actually looks like, a surrendered life to God yeah. looks like. Um, instead, we deal with these pocket problems instead of saying, that's one of the things we had, we had Jeremiah Bullock here um, uh, earlier this, or late last year. And he talked about how Christianity is not about following rules. It's about being his. It's about belonging yeah. to him. And I, and I feel like we in the church, we've kind of not talked about that as much as we should. And so I'd like to see that talked about more because I feel like that informs everything. That informs issues of sexual identity. That informs issue of gender identity. That informs issues of gender roles. That I mean, so many of the things we look at 
in culture yeah. can be solved by that reality of saying, if we belong to Jesus, if we are his, it changes what we do and who we are. And, and the other side of that is you could have a church that talks only about the cultural issue of the day. And right. that church is going to be dragged around by the culture itself. Yeah. And then you become followers of cultural trends and, and speaking only about things that the culture is doing rather than, like you said, setting our eyes on Jesus. Right. And I, I do think that in the church, we people come once a week or maybe twice a week to hear more about what it is to live a Christian life. Right. And that's what we want to hear. The rest of our life, we're hearing all the stuff from our culture. What we want to hear is... What the, what does God require from me? What how do I get closer to him? Yeah. How do I get to know him better? What what is he like? What is the kingdom of heaven like? Right. And to fix our eyes on right. him and to keep the Lord right. always before us. Cuz that solves everything else. Yeah. Everything else is side issue. All right. Um <clears throat> I feel like there's a lot of comments coming in that we didn't get to. Yeah. Let's see here. Catch roll was the last thing we saw. Yeah, it's kind of... Sorry, guys. The comments are lagging a little bit here for us. I'm not sure why we're getting lag on yeah. this. Yeah. It's probably well, it could be cuz we've got the We've got uh, GarageBand running at the same time, so it could just be... Because we're recording this live, yeah. and we're going to be releasing um, it. Hopefully your mother is watching. Uh, Nate's Sharon. posture right now. <laughs> Justice. I'm not, I'm not Just, sure. you're not the posture queen anyway. <laughs> uh, Jessica Stafford, what was the best worst thing slash worst thing you did as a kid? Either decision you made or things you were made to do. What was the best worst thing... You best, did as a kid. Best or worst or and, best and And my worst. dad says that I'm supposed to be careful because my mother is watching. I haven't said a bad word this entire time. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the barometer. <laughs> um, what is the best thing that you did as a kid? Either decisions you made, best or worst thing. Oh, oh man. Okay, so... The worst thing I did, and I don't even to this day remember what it was that I actually said, but I remember my sixth grade teacher, Mrs. Van Horn, pulling me aside and looking me in the eyes and saying, you cannot talk to people and make fun of them the way you just did to that girl. She's like, there are real people that will take this to heart and people commit suicide and get into depressed places because of somebody saying the type of things you that you said. just said. And it was one of the, like I, to that point was very unaware of the things that came out of my mouth. And I would say anything to anybody. I was a little kid with a big mouth and I didn't care. Yeah. And, and she put some care in me um, where, and I had another guy at one point do the same thing where he was like, you need to go for a day and just listen to all the words that come out of your mouth and tell me if you're okay with them. Yeah. And I wasn't. I, um, and that was a real maturing thing. So for me as a kid, that was the worst yeah. thing that I did because I do feel like I did go apologize, but I do wonder sometimes like, did I, was, was I that kid that some, some people in elementary school are going to be like, uh, man, you know, I feel this way because he said something bad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Dad says he could tell some. <laughs> Dad, tell me some of the best, okay? <laughs> Let's go there. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, best, worst thing. See, that's the thing. Is like I was, I was not an extreme one way or the other kind of kid. I was real passive in the sense that 
I was very opinionated. Now, there, I, there was a time from about 11 to 16 where I had no filter and I said whatever came to my mind. Um, and I did. I had to go back and apologize to a lot of people later in life because of that. And, were these forced and they were, apologies, or you no, just recognized? No, like myself. Like so, I realized so that the things you, I will, did and said, like, were just not. And it wasn't that I was being malicious. It's just that I said whatever I thought without a filter at all. Will you play back conversations later and think about what you said, or does it pretty not much anymore? Just like gone not anymore. Gone? It's pretty much that's pretty much okay. alleviated. Um, probably though, I, I will say, and I'll. And I'll actually say who's his name because we've talked about this recently. Uh, and, and, uh, but there was, for those of you who know, Mike Myers, he was much younger. He is, he still is much younger than me. <laughs> but, um, but when he was a kid, uh, I was probably in early mid high school. And I remember there was something going on. And he was kind of learning how to play drums, was tagging along with those of us that were musicians or whatever. And he was being, Mike was just a smart aleck kid and he's still kind of, Still kind of a smart aleck dude. It's, he likes it. But anyway, there was one time where he was being kind of smart and off about something, and I like intentionally said something to hurt him, like on purpose. Like, yeah, very, very intentionally said something. Sorry, I lost my yeah. ears. I very intentionally said something very cruel to him just to, to intentionally hurt his feelings. And I that was probably one of the worst things I've ever done because it was the first time I'd ever put thought into what I was saying and then went ahead and did it anyway. Um, yeah, that was that was one of them. So, Mike, you you, yeah. you said last time we talked about this that you don't remember it. But that was probably the worst thing I feel like I did as a kid. You, you struggling over here? Yeah, I'm really struggling. I don't know what that was. There we go. You're good? Oh. What did you do? I picked it up. I touched it. Oh, is it that? Uh, apparently. <clears throat> wow. Right. That was weird. <laughs> Let's see here. Um, the best thing I did as a kid, I was on, I played baseball from seven till 17. And, <clears throat> and uh, I was never on a championship team. I was a good baseball player. I was a great teammate. I tried to keep the spirits of the team up on every team I was on. And we lost a crap ton of games. Yeah. And... Yeah, I feel like that was really good. I, it was a, it was good to be a good teammate. It was good to be on bad teams and learn to know what that felt like. And yeah. I, yeah. I feel like that was where I showed some really good character was on the ball field. Yeah. So. Yeah, best thing I did as a kid. Um, see, I don't even know how to frame that. Like, best moral thing that I did as a kid, best activity that I was involved in that I'm the most proud of or that I enjoyed the most. Like, what is best? What, what do we... Uh, uh, let's see. Um, I'll just say the best thing. Well, I remember, I remember sticking up for a kid in first grade awesome. that was getting bullied and then I got my butt kicked. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yes. But our teachers thankfully, uh, intervened in that, in that moment. Um, so yeah, that was probably one of the better things I did was actually standing up for somebody that was pretty much incapable of standing up for themselves Yeah, and it not ending well for me either. But it ended better for me than it would have ended for him. Yeah. So that was that's, probably the thing, admirable. one of the things I'm proudest of. Yeah, we're going to stick with best or worst moral thing. There you go. <clears throat> All right. Um, favorite vacation spot. Without a doubt, the best place in the world is Dale Hollow Lake, without a question. And any of the Jones clan that is out there hearing my voice for whatever reason. Dale Hollow Lake. Dale Hollow Lake. It is on the border of Kentucky and Tennessee. 
And it is it is just if God scooped something out of the earth with his own hand and 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 said this is going to be the best spot I in the world. Look it up, it's it. Oh, it's it's just beautiful. It's it's beautiful. Skiing, wakeboarding, it, it, all of the best vacation memories I have are from that place. And I'm super pumped because for the first time in like ten years <clears throat> or close to ten years, we're gonna all go there as a family this August again. And I am just unbelievably stoked. Kayla's never been there. None of my kids were born, <laughs> you know, when we were there last. I am just absolutely pumped. And we went there with some of our favorite people in the world, uh, Doug and Linda Jones and their their kids and their family. And we've known them. They they lived with us at the time when my sister was born. They, you know, they've known us for decades and decades. Some of my favorite people. And that's my favorite vacation spot on earth. Yeah. <laughs> I just realized that this camera angle shows your posture much worse than it actually is. <laughs> you don't really have that bad a posture right now. It's just um, all his weirdness. My my favorite vacation spot, um, I would say, yeah, I would say pretty much any beach. I love the beach. I just love being mm. anywhere in the Caribbean. Like we, me and Jess took a cruise. Our goal is to save for another one Cruises and go the again. A cruise is fantastic. Yeah. And do not come at me with a, oh, I don't think I could go on a cruise. I don't know. Until you went on one, just hold your opinion yes. about them. Yes. Uninformed yeah. opinions are if not you, good. If you went on one and it was terrible, well. Then it was a carnival then it was cruise. Ter- <laughs> <laughs> then it was a carnival cruise. Uh, I feel uh, bad saying that. No. Because if you went on a carnival cruise and that was your own experience, next time you can graduate to Royal Caribbean. Yes. An adult cruise. Yes. Because typically, let's be honest. Most carnival cruises are a bunch of frat boys and girls that are out for spring break. Let's yeah. just call it like it is. I, I did really enjoy Royal Caribbean. They did a great job. Yeah. And I, I love, I'm dying to get back on, yeah. on a boat. I will say that was probably one of my favorite vacations, but it was also my honeymoon. So I might be a little tainted. Yeah. That's not the word I want to use. <laughs> That's not the word I want to use. No, actually, that may have opinion, colored. That may yeah. have colored my opinion yeah. a little more rose-colored because it was my honeymoon. Yeah. Um, so, but it was still a great vacation. Yeah. But either way, Dale Hollow is my favorite vacation spot. If yeah. I had to go to one spot for the rest of my life, it would be Dale Hollow Lake. Yeah. I was born in Canada, sitting on, if you sit on a dock in Canada and look out over a glassy water lake in northwestern Ontario, my soul is just at peace there. So as far as like a spot in nature, yeah, that would be it. Yeah. Like just hanging out. Yeah. And that's what I love about that. The, the hills and everything of Tennessee and, and all that. It's, it's beautiful. It's good. It is beautiful. Um, okay. Oh, <laughs> was 9-11 an inside job no and um i just debated this at work and the conversation lasted way longer than it should have and i apologize to ventrack i will make up the time in other ways um but the 9-11 being the inside job those things are usually only ever put forward by people that have no clue about building and no clue about airplanes. And they are taking information that other people are giving them. And every single point that they bring up is easy to disprove, but it takes 
Okay. Well, there's going to be a weird yeah. gap where people are confused as yeah. to why but we're talking okay. about we'll one a, thing and then another. We'll apologize for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. My thing with 9-11 being an inside job is, regardless, I, I think there is definitely some degree of cover-up with 9-11 because I think the Saudi government was much more involved and we yeah, did not want to get we involved. We didn't want to tick off the Saudis, but right. almost every single one of those people were Saudi and there's no way right. of getting around it. Right. So I believe there were some cover-up elements to 9-11, but no, I don't think it was a government conspiracy to start a war somewhere i i don't believe that everything i've seen has too many holes in it to really really jive to me like most of those guys had overstayed uh an immigration system that was broke and if you try and overstay your visa in canada for a month somebody's going to be visiting you and i know this because i know missionary people in canada and they're very vigilant about their visas because they enjoy going to the country right and so (laughs) and they want to keep doing it but it seemed like the 9-11 hijackers half of them were overstaying student visas and all kinds of other garbage and nobody bothered to check yep that there was a lot of egg on the face of our government not because they planned it right there was a lot there were a lot of other holes there were a lot of other holes but to be honest which one of us ever thought of flying a jetliner into a building before that day. Right. It wasn't even a thought. I remember laughing at a kid that told me that it happened because I'm like, what is this guy You're even lying. on? Yeah. Like I was in 11th grade, but yeah. Okay. Um, I think, all right, we're going to do these last two and then we're going to wrap it because we've been going for what, an hour and a half? Yeah. So we, we need to cut it off here. Yeah. Dad says my favorite vacation spot being the beach is ridiculous because I don't like swimming. That is the beauty of the beach. You wade. You wade as far as you want. And then you stand around and you look for egg, for seashell eggshells. Seashells. And yeah, then I guess if, you could look for eggshells if you have a little you boogie to. board and you have kids, it's kind of fun. And you ride the waves in and then and you go bake on the shore. It's fantastic. The beach is great. I don't love beaches. I fry on beaches. White sand That's beaches are my point. enemy, man. I, I love fry. a good sunburn. I've, see, I've had sun poisoning before, though, yeah. and that kind of ruined ruined yeah. it for me so if it's a white sand beach no but if it's you know like a, a atlantic style beach i'll take it base burn like a mild <laughs> burn and then the rest of it tan That's, there you go yeah um pets yay or nay uh yes i love dogs i love dogs but i'm not a i'm not a dogs outside guy because i don't understand of owning a dog if you're not going to have it around you and i am a dogs our, outside guy yeah, i've and been a are. dogs outside guy my entire life which is fine which it's is just fine. a different type of dog. I mean, we're not we're not putting a chihuahua out there. No, you know? no, I of mean, course. And I'm not a small dog guy. We own two small dogs just because that was we don't currently, but we previously owned two small dogs, and um, that was only because I couldn't convince my wife to get a big dog in and, our current in our current house. By outside dog, our dog does come in and out based right. upon the weather, and right? That kind totally. Of thing. And I did spend a good portion of my summer building one of the most beautiful dog houses you ever saw. And the floors are cedar lined, and the walls are all insulated, and the floor is insulated, and it looks beautiful. You're so nice to your dog. My dog is fantastic. Yes. She's a great... Well, no. I don't actually like the dog I have <laughs> <laughs> as far as her personality, but Jess loves the dog, so she's going to stay. All right. So here's going to be our last one. Lisa, you, you've got our last we'll question, which, which I think she had our first question too, didn't first she? First and last. That's impressive, Lisa. That's very impressive. So here we go. We were actually hoping somebody would bring this subject up. How do you, How do you guys feel, feel yeah. about assault weapons if there is a need for them outside of the military? Okay. Let me start with this. <clears throat> Nate's going to nerd Let out. Let me start with this. Every single firearm that exists from single shot 
matchlock rifles to fully automatic let's let's just let's just say mini guns they're they're mini guns guns. they're the ones that spin and do that they were all developed for and by the military they are all military grade weapons too they are all military grade weapons every single one of them um it's just a different iteration of our military I, i don't even like the idea of assault weapon of assault rifle because it's not even really a thing. Like I was gonna go, I was gonna go there with yeah, the assault it's, weapon. What people mean by assault weapon varies greatly. Yes, and California ran into this when they tried to ban it. Yeah, and and that is because what most people that are not gun owners don't understand about AR-15s is I could build an AR-15 <clears> right now that you'd be like, oh, that looks like my father's twenty-two. Right. And and you wouldn't be wrong. It has it has the same stock, you know. And if you put a if you put a fixed stock on it, and you yeah. put the right the right barrel on it, and all you know, you right. could make an AR-15 look passably like any other rifle. Yep. And what people see is a banana clip, and they're like, "Oh, well, well why would you want that that many rounds?" Yeah. And it's like, my um, my thing because I don't enjoy <clears throat> reloading right. that much. And it's like, well, maybe if they had to reload more often, there would be. Okay, so the whole mass shooting thing, the guy at Virginia Tech used handguns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were semi-automatic, but he took his time because right. he barricaded all the entrances right. and he used handguns and people were like, well, they're only committed by AR-15s. No, the media goes looking for an AR-15 after every single disaster and the media literally hopes that that gun will be there. Right, and, and they usually announce that it is one even before they know. before they even know, absolutely. Yeah, but my other thing with that is that... Um, some of the worst shootings we've had in terms of even fully automatic weapons that, which again, fully automatic weapons are not easily obtainable. You have to go through a background check for any weapon you purchase outside of like some random auctions, like the gun hole or, gun or the, show the gun show is not a real does thing. not exist. That's not a real I've thing. Been to gun you shows. go through the exact same bound background check at a gun show that you do going into fin feather and fur or, or uh, what's, what's a more, what's a national chain. Uh, Cabela's Cabela's. Yeah. You go through the same background check. I've been flagged on background checks and I don't have so much as a parking ticket. Sometimes they just randomly do it to just give you a little more extra look into what your background background checks look into how many arrests actually result from background checks. They are notoriously poor for actually stopping criminals from getting guns. But anyway, because guess what? Criminals do not abide by laws laws. and they don't buy their guns where other people buy their guns. But, but my thing is, is that the idea of an assault weapons ban Again, it's arbitrary. It's it's not. You can't really say what an assault weapon is. So, what are you is. banning? Are you banning a particular trigger? Are you banning a particular right. amount of bullets that you can put in a gun? Are you right. banning a particular round? A particular, right. you know, and and also, it doesn't actually prevent the kinds of things that people try to say it will prevent. Yes, Columbine, which is the first real major school shooting that happened right in the middle of the assault weapons ban that lasted from 1994 to 2004. Yeah, it happened right in the midst of that. It didn't matter. Uh, the West Hollywood shootout, which was a shootout between uh, two or three bank robbers uh, who had illegally obtained fully automatic AK-47s, and the LAPD was in the middle of the assault weapons ban. It does not matter and, if you ban these things. And here is my biggest contention: our government 
that will ban that is going at some point in my lifetime going to ban us again from having assault weapons, whatever that means, has no problem. And and Barack Obama did this, and Hillary Clinton did this, and Bill Clinton did this, and George W. Bush did this, and Trump's probably doing it right now. <laughs> and that is selling fully automatic weapons into other people's countries. Yep. And we literally took, we did what we're accusing criminals of doing with Fast and Furious. We went to American gun shops under false pretenses, mm -hmm. purchased weapons under Fast and Furious program, said we were going to track these weapons, sold them into Mexico, where they killed they were they were used in drug wars and they actually killed innocent people. And, border, and people we lost freaking track of the guns. Yes. We lost freaking track, which was the whole point of the program, mm -hmm. but we didn't give a darn because they were killing people in other countries. It that is it bizarre. And it didn't and, hit and it didn't hit the news until it started happening in border towns and to border security people. And it's because they were killing other people. Yeah. You people in that 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 vote that vote Democrat, the that back up Barack Obama and and all this stuff. Great, fine, but at least call out Fast and Furious for what it was. Yeah. A terrible mistake. Yeah. And, and, and if you think that Fast and Furious is, is an isolated incident, our government is involved in this everywhere. Hillary mm -hmm. Clinton invaded Libya for the sole purpose of freeing up tons of weapons to supply Syria because Congress wouldn't do it. Congress wouldn't supply the rebels in Syria because we had questions about where they came from. Hmm, that turned out right. Yeah, maybe we shouldn't supply them with a ton of weapons. But we blew up Syria, and, and then we took all those weapons. The CIA ran them yeah. all over there and used them in the Syria conflict. And we are more than willing to take fully automatic weapons of war. And yeah. we're talking we're talking something that I cannot go in and buy. I need to go through long background checks, get and some pay, sort of stamp. Pay $300 just for the tax yeah, stamp on top of the to firearm. To get something that you are handing out willy-nilly to a guy that just... Is is a radical jihadist that came out of Iraq and is now fighting the right guy in Syria. Yeah. To me, so, to me, the yeah. until our government <clears throat> stops giving weapons of actual war to people that are not our citizens, then don't take away our citizens' yeah. stuff. Yeah. And and again, for me, it's it's just that reality of like the idea that banning something ever solves anything. Yeah. I mean, think of all the people who who still you know, smoked pot all the time when, when marijuana wasn't legal in certain states. Think of all the people that, I mean, it just doesn't matter. Banning doesn't do anything. And laws only establish means of prosecuting someone when they've broken the law. It doesn't prevent anything. Um, and, and so and when they say that these things are fully preventable, I'm like, no, this is not no. preventable. And, and me and Nate have a little bit of disagreement on this because he had posted a video that was talking about how we need more, more security in our schools. We need metal detectors. We need armed guards. We need Which to, I need to allow teachers yeah. to have weapons. And, and I'm like, okay, hold on. So if you have a metal detector and you have armed guards and you have mandatory attendance, you've created a prison for our adolescents. Is it a great idea with all the parenting that we see out here and the, and the way that people are parenting yeah. To imprison our kids in an armed facility. But here's, but here's my thing. I, I don't. But I, here's my thing I with that. I think that freedom has got to be the solution I, on I, all sides. I agree. Freedom but here's, and But here's my thing with this. Two, two points of that. It was one, I'm not talking like military grade stuff. I'm talking, yes, having an actual check-in point where once school starts, like you have to at least come through and say, like declare that you're here. The office knows they're here. And, and having a police presence. So even if it's like 
two uniformed officers that are just there. I'm not talking like guys in riot gear with, with. But you we know, have trouble paying our teachers. How are we going to pay all these cops? But now? here's, but here's my thing. These are government buildings. What yeah. other government buildings are as unprotected as our schools? What? When was the last yeah. time you went into a courthouse? Or a federal building, or a you know any name name a name a name a place. I mean, you can't even go and and I'm not knocking them because I think it's smart. You can't even get into uh, the the new uh, police house that they built down here. Um, yeah, down here on the north center. end. You can't get there without buzzing in and, and declaring a reason why you're there. We should at least have that kind of and and here's my thing. I completely agree with you. This is not something we should have to do for our kids in schools. Yeah. But the reality of the world has dictated that this is what we do. You can't go with what I prefer the world to be. The reality of it is there are evil, sick people who have realized they can get fame by going in and shooting up a and school taking out your and kids. taking out lives. Yeah. And, and because we have now given them that platform, we now have to deal with the consequences. And part of dealing with those consequences is finding ways to protect. So, no, I'm not talking like a massive, you know, uniform type security presence but i feel like there should be at least a check-in process i mean again look and look at like what you're doing at, well, a, at think, a ball field or whatever i think most most <laughs> schools there is a check-in process and i i like common sense approaches that are not invasive i do i do not like passing on the fear of all of this to kids right. like <clears throat> because then when we're making them go through metal detectors they're seeing an armed guard in the hallway I mean, I don't see an armed guard when I go to a concert, but I feel fairly safe. I yeah. mean, concerts have been shot up recently too, but it's yeah. like I I feel fairly safe at a concert. I feel fairly yeah. safe at a ball game. I feel fairly safe at our church. Yeah. And and like our church takes common sense measures. I think churches are are kind of what I would like to see the way school going, where like they have common sense ways of watching crowds, watching people going mm. in and out to make sure their people are safe, but they're not overly paranoid right. about it. And, right. and I just wish that we could give our kids a sense of confidence yeah. and, 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 and educate, educate yeah. gun owners and non-gun owners yeah. in a way that makes sense. Um, one thing I posted this on my own personal Twitter feed, but I do feel like one of the solutions for like the whole assault weapons and that whole thing is is to do like a hunter safety course type instruction yeah. period for people just buying regular guns. Yeah. And you have to at least show that you've been through some sort of education because yeah. I don't feel like there can be enough gun education. And I do already feel like you could get people from both sides on the, of the aisle to yeah. talk Agreed. about better gun education, gun yeah. safety, that kind that's of thing. The, that's because the, only, the NRA leads the way yeah. in that category. That's the Nobody only place where I wouldn't mind there being a mandatory law for you to have some kind of training before you can purchase a firearm, and, proof and, of training. And the only way the only reason I say that is because I, I do feel like that uh, hunter safety course training was valuable to me, yeah. even beyond what my dad taught me and my culture taught me of what I'm supposed to do with a weapon. Yeah. There are some things that they were able to show me, like they're showing guns that were misused and how torn up they are and what happened to the guy that yeah. misused it. And yeah. Correct ways to use it and, and all of that. And I, I think that we need that kind of common sense. Yeah education uh, to be more prevalent, even if it has to be mandated. Yeah. Now, let me just touch on one more thing with this, and then we can be done unless yeah. it sends you into something. No, it's um, good. We're losing viewers. It's my, okay. We're my, an hour and a half in. My good cousin uh, My cousin talked to me about when he lived in Kansas uh, that they had a, they had a, 
a law there that basically said a state law that said if you declare your your place of business or whatever as a gun gun free zone, you're required by law to provide means of protection. Yeah. So I would be very in favor of Congress passing a law like that. We're saying because I'm a big believer in the fact that gun free zones are what caused this problem. Um, because you don't see people going into places where that are not gun free zones and doing this. Even the mil- people try to point to the Fort Hood shooting. They had eliminated. There weren't guns, there weren't allowed guns there. there. There were, were not guns allowed. There were people there, yeah. but they weren't allowed they were to bring guns. unarmed and not allowed to be armed. So this doesn't happen. You don't yeah. see somebody walk into a police station and try to shoot it up. You don't see they, somebody. They do try some yeah. of them, but it's but like if they one do, and it's, done. It's literally a, a suicide by cop thing. They're yeah. wanting. They Yeah. But anyway, my thing is I would love to see that kind of a law put in place where if Congress. I, if, I would love to see Congress do something, and that is the something I would like to see them do, is basically say, okay, if you are going to declare a gun-free zone, you have to provide means of protecting the people that yeah. are there. So otherwise, just putting a sign on their door, you're not allowed to carry in here. Yeah. And, and then not policing anything well at all and anybody can walk in. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm all for that. Yeah. So, yeah, there, there's that. Yeah, we got a little bit we, off on the general we assault weapon thing, but it all is entangled into yeah, the same. I think same most, issue. when people say assault weapons, they don't really know what it is that what exactly they're talking about and where to draw that line. So, all right, well, <laughs> yeah, I it. can't get in a federal building with a pocket knife. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All righty. Well, I think we're going to be done with that. Yeah, so, I've, I've enjoyed doing this yeah. live, obviously, because we did it for an hour and a half. And you guys <laughs> have been real troopers. You've been with us the whole way. Yeah, we and appreciate it. Some of this will be released, and some of it was not recorded. I think most so. of it got got grabbed, though. I hope I so. I have a feeling most of it got grabbed. But anyway, uh, again, we'll be releasing this, and this video will be out there for you to watch it as much as you want. Yep. Um, and, uh, yeah. Subscribe once, to the things we say yeah. on iTunes and give us a, a rating. It really does help. Yeah, and, for sure. Uh, and share us with your friends. Like we want to get out there as much as we can. Uh, you know, we want people who will even argue with us, you know, if they <laughs> want to on our page, we're trying to turn this into a, 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 a conversation beyond just Sheldon and I, we want to have people talking and thinking and, and kind of dealing with all these things. So, uh, thanks a lot guys. And, yeah. uh, this has been the things we say. See you later. See ya. You can subscribe to The Things We Say on SoundCloud and iTunes. Don't forget to like us on Facebook at The Things We Say Podcast to keep the conversation going. This has been The Things We Say. See you next time.